Are you ready for this? Welcome to Principles with Corey and Logan. I'm Corey. I'm Logan. And we are here to go on the journey of life and leadership growth with you. Welcome to the Principles Podcast. to Principles with Corey and Logan. I'm excited about our, our guests today and who we got. This is going to be great. Uh, learn from a wise, wise man in Cody Crane. So he's got a lot of wisdom he's going to share with us. And I'm excited for you guys to hear his journey and um, some of the lessons he's learned along that journey. So Cody, welcome to the podcast, man. Oh, man. Thank you all so much for having me. Uh, I've been uh, watching several of them on YouTube and uh, I've got some really great content out there. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, well, uh, we're excited to hear about your journey. So uh, we like to open it up, Cody, with, let me ask you, this is Principles with Corey and Logan. What are some of your core values? What are some of the principles you try to live out uh, on a consistent basis? Um, I guess that would kind of be like a, a two-way answer, maybe. Uh, you know, I'm a just a good old country boy. So of course my, my faith and my family and friends, uh, my country, you know, those are top of my list. Um, but also, you know, just in life and, uh, honesty and, uh, creating and maintaining, you know, strong relationships and, um, you know, high up there also, I'd have to say humility. Uh, I see a lot, in our industry and uh you know everybody's the chief kind of i think it's uh it's very important to step back and kind of look at everything from everyone else's point of view and not always have to be the one that has the great idea or uh you know just have some humility about you yeah, wow, that, that's awesome. And uh, maybe we could dive into that here in a little bit. I'm I'm huge on uh, that. That is one of my upper upper values right there is humility. And it's actually been a journey for me to discover what true humility is. And um, maybe we can talk about that. But all right, so kind of tell us what do you do? Kind of you're you're in the family business, FL Crane and Sons. What's your role on the team? I am um, I'm currently vice president. And uh, my brother and I, he's the president. Um, we're the fourth generation. Um, and it's kind of bred into us, I guess. Um, you know, our dad kind of wanted us to uh, originally, you know, go find something else, like be a lawyer or a doctor, or, you know, go do your own thing. And uh, we both just kind of had it in us where that's what we wanted to do even though we had the opportunity to do whatever that that's really what we cared about the most. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. You, you know, um, fourth generation business that you guys have built. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty impressive uh, to build it to where it is in fourth generation like that, but kind of take us on the journey. Tell us a little bit about your background and uh, some of the lessons, obviously you don't just, I'm sure you didn't just start out at VP, uh, but tell us a little bit about your journey. So I guess in 2011, uh, towards the end of 2011, um, I moved down to the Mississippi Gulf Coast to uh, uh, Ocean Springs. We got an office there and I'm still here now. Um, and I tell you, whenever I got there, uh, you know, I was just 
go and put my tool bag on, you know, learning all the trades. That was really important to me. Um, just to have that background of knowledge and know all those guys. Um, so whenever I went down there, my dad asked Tim Beck, who was running the office down here, said, what's, uh, what's your lowest paid guy? He's like, I don't know. I think, you know, back then it was probably seven, eight bucks. He's like, all right, pay Cody a dollar less. So I started out a dollar less than everybody else. Um, and of course, being an owner's son, you know, every crew I'm on, they're, they're going to pick a little bit, but uh, I like to always just, my production levels are better than the scoreboard don't lie. So kind of made it to where nobody could pick at me. But, um, you know, that rolled on for a while. And uh, maybe I had a, a knee surgery or something. So I was in the office and Tim Beck, he asked me uh, probably one of the biggest turning points, really. Um, he said, I want you to write down what is your goal for the next 20 years in the company. What, like, what do you want to do? Um, not what your brother, your dad, your granddad want you to do. What do you want to do? So I really thought about it. I don't know if he was expecting the uh, five-page essay that I brought him back, but uh, I put a lot of thought into it. And uh, I said I wanted to work in the field doing every trade on every crew until I could run the crew by myself. And I had a good enough relationship with those guys to where I could invite them over for a barbecue or, you know, have conversations with them about their kids' baseball game and just knowing everybody. And uh, I pretty much stuck to my plan. Um, you know, was in the field, and then they moved me to uh, field manager, and I was bouncing around, but still out there. Um, and then got moved in corporate last, like, two years ago. Um, but as far as accomplishing those goals that I wrote down day one, basically, um, I'm still pretty close to on track to doing that. Uh, and I think that's been one of the biggest blessings ever. Somebody just asking me, what do you want to do? I want you to put it on paper. What do you want to do step by step? And that really helped me kind of map out my career and get me to where I'm at. Oh, I lost it. Curious, had you ever even really considered about what that plan had looked like before Tim had asked you about it? Not in depth as it was, uh, not even close. Uh, I knew I wanted to, you know, meet everybody and know everybody on a personal level and know how to do things. But, man, it was even, I want to spend, you know, at least six months doing ceilings and then, you know, probably just four months doing floors or, you know, I need a whole year doing framing. Uh, I'd kind of had each each thing that we do, uh, like timelines and everything. So definitely, uh, that helped and, uh, just try to stay as close to that as I can. Yeah, man, that's so powerful. And, and we've been doing leadership stuff and I love that. I know Tim, I've gotten to know Tim a little bit and he is a powerful leader. And we talk about that leaders introduce people to their potential and open up 
what's possible. And I, I thought it was just so powerful that he did that by just asking a simple question. Yeah, that's all it was. You know, and, and most people, what I found, they don't allow themselves to dream. They don't even think about it. But just asking a super simple question like that, I mean, I, kind of profound. I, I just wonder what kind of kind of direction you would have went if something yeah. simple like that, you know? I mean, no telling. I know whenever I first moved down here, uh, our safety manager was moving to uh, Alabama. And they asked me, you know, do you want to take that safety role on? And, you know, that was just shortly after I'd given Tim my list. And I told him, I was like, no, we got to find somebody else. It's not on my list. So, <laughs> but, you know, had, had I not had mapped out what I wanted to do, yeah, I'll, I'll take a company truck and get to travel around and some AC every now and then. And, you know, but that's, I'm glad I had my list because, I would have went a different route. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, anybody listen, I think that's so powerful too. And that's one of the things I found is uh, I get that SOS, shiny object syndrome, and it's so easy to just go down any route and uh, take any opportunity that comes. But if, you, if you've if you done like what you've done, Cody, and have a direction of where you're going, when an opportunity comes, you can say, is this in alignment or is it not? And if it is, go with it. If not, you go go the other route. Um, yep. I, I know Logan, I can tell Logan's got something he wants to ask you. One thing I, I wanted to call out, something you said was, obviously, you're the owner's son and you're there with the, I mean, the frontline guys and you're doing doing the thing and they're kind of messing with you and picking on you. But you said the scoreboard don't lie. The scoreboard That's doesn't right. lie. You know, one of the, one of the, I know they were just messing with you, but, you know, you talk about one way to, to make the haters be quiet is, is to get results and you're yes, producing right. results. So That's awesome, man. Good yeah. 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 I was just going to say, I love that, um, that the, the leader asked, what do you want? Um, I, recently I was able to promote somebody, um, into a position that I've told this story in our company a couple of times, five years ago, when I interviewed him, I said, where do you want to be? In, in your future in this industry, you've been doing this for 20 years. What like, where do you want to be? Where do you want to grow to? And, and he didn't say, I want to be a regional director or anything like that. He said, I want to be the guy where you send people to my hotel and, and I train them. I want my, my staff, my team, my results to be stable and be a, basically a breeding ground for talent. Um, <clears throat> and I'd eventually like to have, you know, a little bit of multi-property responsibility. So, a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago, uh, we created a new position and he's the first person we promoted into a position where he's got three hotels and his job is to onboard and train the new GMs that come into the other hotels in his, in his portfolio. So, um, we didn't craft it specifically with him in mind, but as soon as that opportunity presented itself, he was a shoe in, um, and kind of as we were having that conversation about the promotion, I said, do you remember what you told me you wanted to do five years ago whenever we interviewed you? And he was like, uh, kind of. And he gave me a couple of things. I said, I'm going to tell you exactly what you told me. And it was basically the job description. Um, and so that's just, it's super cool to see that uh, and see it at play other places. Um, and I love the ability 
that um, that Cody had to be able to say no. Uh, that's so we talk about that a lot. It's so important to say no to the right thing so that when the the perfect opportunities come, you're not spread too thin and you have the resources to be able to to capture those. Um, and all too often we say yes to so much, especially right now there's so much opportunity. It's about what do you say no to? Um, so whether it's personal life or business, career, investments, whatever it is, saying no to those things frees you up to say yes when it's in line. Um, so I, I love that. That's a, there are tons of lessons we could pick apart from that story. Uh, for sure. <laughs> That's what, uh, you know, it's just a kind of a practice I picked up from somewhere. But, you know, like you said about saying no, um, you know, if something comes along, stop and think for five seconds. Is this going to push me in the direction that I want to be? Or, you know, if I take this, what's going to happen five years down the road? And take five seconds to think about it. And a lot of the time, you know, no, it's not going to put you where you want to be. Not even close. Yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, your, your dad had talked to you about go do your own thing if you want to and those kind of things. Did you ever consider doing anything else? I mean, besides wanting to be like a professional motocross racer or an astronaut or something whenever I was a kid, no. Uh, no, I've always loved building stuff. I can remember, you know, being a kid and I would always build the best treehouse. You know, we, we would just go after it. We'd have TV and all kind of stuff in there. But, uh, I mean, I just, I love seeing things come together. Um, I would like to say Legos, but I never was a Lego kid. It was, uh, we'll get outside and cut some trees down and try to build a fort. <laughs> that man said, let's cut the trees down and let's build a fort from the, from the trees we cut down. I like it. In the crane house, they skipped the Lincoln logs and just went outside and like really cut some timber. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> They said they're getting the real stuff. I like it, man. That's awesome. Um, you, you mentioned one of your qualities is humility. And I, I, I agree with you. I think that's one of the, the missing things, especially I know in the industries that both of you guys are in, um, it, the tone has got to be that hard driver driven. You can be driven and humble at the same time, though. I, I was just kind of curious your take on humility there, Cody. You, you mentioned a little bit in one of your core values, but um, just kind of kind of pick that up part a little bit more, your thoughts around humility in the workplace. So I kind of, you know, the way I see it is, like I said, we have a, in our industry specifically a lot of chiefs in the tribe and everybody's kind of, I don't say everybody, but a lot of people are stuck in their ways or almost feel offended or feel like, they failed if their idea isn't the one that gets used, you know, I don't care whose idea it is. Let's take the best one. But, you know, just being able to be happy for someone else and try to help them help the group, basically. Um, just not being stuck in your ways and not, uh, I mean, just trying to 
uh, it's hard to explain. <laughs> it's the type of person, you know, it's, uh, you can be just fine with bettering someone else and not getting the recognition or something like that. Um, and I think that's huge. I agree. I mean, being okay with that. Um, I kind of was reading the proverb yesterday and it, the proverb talked about, you know, the way you take the impurities from gold and silver is to heat it up. And then it said the same way is you can test the character of a man by giving, giving him a measure of fame. And the opposite of that is uh, by the tests and trials of life. But I, I was thinking about that measure of fame and I was thinking about the flip side of that too. How do you respond when somebody else gets the recognition that you feel like you deserve? And if you can respond in the way that you're kind of talking about, I think that that's the definition of humility where you're talking about. It's much, it is very difficult to explain. It's much more of a being. Yeah. It's uh, doing sometimes. Yeah. 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 I, I, I love that. That's one of the core values. I, whenever we're looking for leaders, kind of the three criteria that, um, that I'm looking for when I'm hiring leaders are discipline, humility, and empathy and humility and empathy just are so often so overlooked. Uh, but all of the leaders that I know that are really successful, uh, and not, not just financially, but really successful holistically, uh, their organizations love them, their customers love them, their vendors love them, and their company is successful financially. They have those qualities. Um, and for whatever reason, I mean, you're nailing the head, but it doesn't get talked about. People don't pick it up, but it is, I think, a, a key ingredient. Um, and y'all, I mean, y'all are right. It's, it's hard to put your finger on it, but most of those, I, I'm willing to bet, Cody, most of those good ideas are coming from somebody on the front lines. And if their supervisor has too much pride to take a recommendation or an idea from somebody that has a lower pay grade than them, that idea never makes it up the chain where it needs to go uh, to get copied and pasted across all the offices at FL Crane. Um, so the ones that have that humility can take those good ideas and, and push them across the whole company. Uh, and, but if you've got the wrong person in those positions, we don't even have any idea how many good ideas don't, don't make it where they need to go. That's right. And whenever you were saying that, you know, it reminded me of, it's, it's like too, some people may be too proud to ask for advice from someone or, you know, if I see Corey doing something that I also do, but I mean, I kind of, I can tell he's better at it than me, but I'm too proud to ask him, Hey man, what's your techniques? How do you do that? I'm missing out on a lot of just free knowledge. So I do not ever be afraid to ask for advice or ask for someone's opinion just because you think that, you know, I'm too good for that. That's, that's just kind of stupid. <laughs> uh, I like that. You know, I, I was writing down your quote 
pride will make you miss out, but I, I think I like uh, pride. Pride is stupid. I like that's a little bit better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and tell you all the good ideas uh, that that people have in our company that help us clean rooms faster and be able to pay people more and save on labor at the same time. They all come from the housekeepers. They don't come from me because I'm not the one that's cleaning rooms every day. It's the people that are actually doing the job that know how to do the job better. Yep. Cody, you know, uh, obviously some, I've got an opportunity to get to know you just a little bit. And one of the things I, I know you like to do is you like to be out and about getting to meet people. And you even said it in your story. I love the fact that you wanted to develop the relationship to where they could come over to the house and have a cookout and those kind of things. And I, I know that's part of your role too. How have you had to shift some with, with some of the challenges from last year or had you, have you had to? I tell you, um, the whole pandemic deal, uh, you know, as terrible as it is, and I had uh, the COVID and the worst part to me about all of it was the restrictions that were out where I couldn't go to certain job sites or, um, you know, we couldn't even swap out crew guys. Uh, if you were going to be on the, that job, you had to work that job only. And, uh, you know, there's some places where no, uh, like, corporate uh, supervision or whatever could go to check these jobs because they weren't going to be working on it. So you couldn't just go for the day. You had to do the whole job. Um, and that really put a damper on me. But um, it kind of made me, the end result of it, I guess, just looking at the positive side of it, um, I started having some guys ask, where's Cody? Where's Cody been? I ain't seen Cody in a while. Man, I wish Cody would come by. I ain't seen him in a while. Well, I couldn't. But, I mean, that just motivated me so much more to do go now and do more and catch back up. Because those guys, they recognize that I wasn't coming no more. Mm. So that that was kind of a confidence booster for me. It makes me feel like what I've been doing and trying to accomplish is, you know, it's been noticed by them. Yeah. Curious, you, you mentioned that you're on the corporate team now, and for anybody that doesn't know what you guys do, uh, you can tell a little bit about that. But you guys are spread out all over the southeast. Um, how important is it for to be on the job site for them to see somebody from corporate or somebody with the last name show up on site? Uh, very. Uh, you can't really put a number on. Like it's so important, and those guys are the backbone. I mean, without them, we couldn't do anything. Um, and for them to see, you know, me or my brother, or dad or granddad, especially my granddad. You know, to, for them to see us come spend a few hours out there with them and, I mean, we'll get our hands dirty too. You know, if they're moving some material from one end of the building to the other, we're going to be talking and I'm going to be carrying loads with them. Uh, and, you know, I didn't realize how important it was until the whole pandemic deal. And, I mean, it's very important. Morale is, you know, coming back up and, I would still call the guys and stuff and let them know, you know, look, we, we plan for all this. You know, we've got backup plans in place. We've got the right team. 
you know, this pandemic ain't gonna do nothing but make us better. So I was always, you know, reassuring them that, you know, we're gonna make it through this, but they weren't getting to see me. So I think uh, actually being on the job site is so much more than just making a phone call. I just show up, go take them lunch. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that phone call kind of staying in touch, but that face-to-face interaction, man, that, that yeah, there's something about that um, for sure. So what about you? Kind of, kind of where are you growing right now? What, what are some of the things that you're doing outside of work? Uh, what are you excited about right now? Well, uh, I just got married a little over a year ago. Um, I don't know what I've done to deserve uh, such a good woman. Um, my little boy's growing up, you know, he's eight now and he loves the foilers and dirt bikes. And so it's kind of like, I got a little mini me because I still love all that stuff too. (laughs) So, I mean, just growing a family, man, over the past, you know, 2020, as bad as it was the pandemic, it's probably one of my best years ever. I mean, I just refuse to let it be a bad thing for me personally. But uh, yeah, I got married, uh, actually got married twice. We went ran down to New Orleans and got uh, eloped. And then a few months later after the pandemic wore off, we had a big family wedding. So she got to marry me two times. <laughs> she got the opportunity. You hear that, Logan? Right. She got the opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah it's interesting. Right. I know Logan's got some stuff on that too, but it was really interesting. You said that, I love what you said that I wasn't going to allow that to, to, to define the year. And it was one of your best years yet. It's probably one of my best years. Logan and I were, were part of a mastermind group and we did an offsite retreat and there were 15 maybe guys there. Every single one of them kind of said the same thing that, that it was one of their best, best years. And for different reasons, it could be family, it could be work, but it's interesting that I find successful people are much more optimistic and they have a different lens that they look, look stuff, uh, look through stuff. So anyway, um, and I know Logan, you guys had a tough year on one side, but it was actually a good year, right? Yeah, we had a tough year on the, on the hotel side, but then on the landscape side, um, and we're similar to almost like a landscape contractor. Um, I mean, that business was great last year. Um, and I got to, spend almost an entire, well, I spent, if you count, if you count whitetail, I got to spend over a month hunting last year. So like, it was, it was, it was great. Uh, so I was going to say the same thing that you said, Corey, is a lot, I mean, a lot of people that I know it was their best year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that was, uh, the thing that was missing is what Cody touched on was community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that's kind of where, um, everybody's trying to get back to and make up for lost time is that face-to-face and just a, a good feeling of community. A, a lot of the people that said it was their best year ever, this, they still had a sense of community. Um, and I think the folks that had the most struggles last year, that was the kind of the missing, the missing piece. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, Cody, I know you just had just a, a little bit of time. We appreciate the opportunity you've added a ton of value. Logan has a great question that he always 
likes to ask and wrap up with. I, I love it. I think it's a great question and a very thought provoking question. So uh, Logan may have some other ones too, but um, definitely. Well, I've, got, I've got one more. I mean, yeah. it, it, Cody had his list. So like what's next on the list? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. What, what's, what's in the future on, on Cody's list and, um, and where are you going from here? What are you going to say yes to? Uh, um, you know, as far as like titles and stuff like that really mean nothing to me. Um, I, unless it can better my team, I'm probably not going to say yes to it. Um, I really want to focus this next year on growing people and that comes with getting to spend more time with everybody and just rubbing elbows with everyone out in the field. I really want to, I want them to understand how important they are and, you know, understand the value that they do bring to us. And I feel like my next year is going to evolve a lot around just building relationships, maintaining relationships and uh, bettering the team as a whole. Awesome. Um, so what, what is one thing uh, that you really knew to be true that in the last few years you realized was actually not true? Maybe a limitation or um, a kind of, I'll buy you some time, but like my, my, my thing was I, I thought that really successful people had it figured out. And then over the past few years uh, and even highlighted by COVID last year, you kind of figured out uh, no, nobody has a blueprint for this thing. Like even the people that are, that seem like they're doing really well, it's kind of more about being able to adapt and evolve and, and learn faster uh, versus really people that are successful having it all figured out. And that was kind of um, one of the things that I, I thought all growing up was that, you know, certain people just knew what was going on and they had it figured out. And I kind of learned that that wasn't true over the past few years. Um, I guess uh, something I learned from a guy named Chad Hymas. He's a, a you know, great guy. I had the opportunity to uh, talk to him on a podcast and then kept in touch. And he, uh, still now sends us like Monday morning motivation videos for FL Crane. Uh, but he said something one time, I think he wrote a book about, it's like count the yellow stripes. Uh, he was in a wheelchair, went from Nevada to uh, Utah or Utah to Nevada. And he said he was counting mile markers. And then he was so tired, it was like, I'm never going to get to that next mile marker. So he started counting the yellow stripes in the middle of the road. And in that, he, you know, he, he told us, you got to count the small wins. Uh, over the past few years, you know, I've always thought the work's never done. We can always get better. We can always improve. It's not, you know, it's not time to stop. It's time to push, keep growing, keep getting better, keep learning. While that's true, you may not get to feel 
the success of what you're actually doing unless you take time to slow down and really celebrate the small victories. Um, I think that's something over the last, you know, two years that I've, uh, I've really learned that it's not all about how hard you push always. Sometimes you need to stop and look at what you already have accomplished. Uh, and that just motivates you to keep going. I love that. That's, that's one of the best answers we've had, Corey. Uh, I, that's something, and I think that's something that high achievers really struggle with. Um, to, you know, if it's, if you've got a million dollar sales goal, once you hit it, it's like, well, why didn't I do 1.1 or 1.2? If it's, uh, you know, in, in construction or in hotel development or whatever, it's, you don't celebrate the, hey, we got the foundation for it. You're, you're constantly thinking, when are we going to be done? When are we going to finish this project? When are we going to get the CO? Um, and we don't, I definitely don't do as good a job as I should at celebrating those, those small wins. Um, and you're right, they absolutely, when you do it, and the people that do stop to do that, they build a lot of momentum that way. Um, and you can build a lot more uh, credibility and, and positive reputation with your team uh, if you stop and recognize them when they do have those those wins. Uh, that's that's a great takeaway. I, I agree. I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, ooh, that's probably the best one I've heard because that, that's not an easy question to answer. Like, boom. That was good, man. Yeah, I like that. You definitely tell Ty you gave a better answer than him. <laughs> Maybe Ty will get on your level one day, Cody. He's trying. You know, um, I know we're wrapping up, but one thing I really got an opportunity to talk with you and Ty, one of the things I respect about you guys is the respect you have for each other. Um, and and I, I look the way you talk about him and the way he talks about you. It's, it's such a respect. And I, I don't, I don't see that very often in siblings. And uh, man, I just want to want to call you guys out on that. I think that's awesome. I think it's awesome. I, I'm sure there there were fights and all and those kind of things. Oh, yeah. But the way you guys talk about each other, man, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we we both, uh, you know, we're good at staying in our lanes, and he's really good at you know the operations, and I'm you know good at keeping everybody happy and keeping all the fires put out. And so what I do gives him time to do what he does, and if he didn't do what he does, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. So. It takes both of us for sure. That's awesome. Well, Cody, we appreciate your time today. And I know you have a podcast as well. And I, I, I just know you. I know it's entertaining. If uh, somebody wanted to check that out, where would they go? What's the name? Um, we're a uh, couple of subs. And we're on uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, our website, coupleofsubs.com. And, uh, yeah, we – my wife and I have been doing it all over a year now. Um, we used to drive to job sites together because she's in the glass business. So if we had to, you know, both companies on the same job, we'd travel together and we're listening to the podcast a lot. And we're like, let's find a construction kind of podcast. And every one of them that we found was like sitting in a class, like going to school was real snooze fast. Kind of, but, <laughs> Well, you know, it wouldn't, 
wouldn't take much to be the most entertaining construction podcast. So let's try it. And uh, it kind of evolved into entrepreneurship and uh, when, you know, learning how to win and just uh, overcoming adversity, things like that. So it's evolved into a lot more than construction, but uh, that's kind of how it got started anyways. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, I was, I'll put that into the show notes for anybody who wants to check that out. If anybody has questions for you or maybe they want to connect with you, how would be the best way to do that? Would it be a couple of subs or is there somewhere else? Um, yeah, I'm on Facebook uh, and Instagram also, but um, probably be best, you know, through a couple of subs. It's, uh, it gets checked regularly and I may go a month without getting on Instagram or something. So, uh, Definitely the couple of subs, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, Cody, we do appreciate your time, and I agree with Logan. I think that's probably one of the best answers we've gotten on that. Uh, make sure to check out Cody's uh, podcast, subscribe to it, and, hey, uh, go ahead, and if you haven't subscribed to Principles with Corey and Logan, go ahead and subscribe to it so you can stay up to date on any episodes, and uh, we'd love to hear your comments and feedback. So appreciate you guys. God bless. Thank you all. Thank y'all so much for having me on. Thanks so much for spending your time with us today. As you go about your day, remember to ask yourself, as a parent, child, sibling, business owner, customer, boss, teammate, would you recommend yourself, audit yourself, and change your life? Hey guys, and if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, take a moment, please subscribe, give us a rate and review on your listening platform, and hey, we value your feedback and it helps others find us. Are you ready for this?